I'd like to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on the unceded traditional territories of the Musqueam, Squamish and Tsleil-Waututh peoples. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Vlog Potty. If you've just joined us, we've landed in Canada and have actually made our way to Osoyoos. But feel free to jump back to my pilot episode to get the full scoop if you're interested. Also, before we continue, I just want to make it clear that even though I do take the mickey out of a lot of the things I'm being exposed to, I actually do love it here. And even though Melbourne will always be home, Vancouver isn't bad for now. Today I want to talk to you about a number of the key cultural differences or a couple of the things that I've learned since being here. Like the wacky words that they use for certain things and what I've learned about the polite Vancouverite. Um, and I'm also going to share with you the, the quickest recount of my trip to LA before I finally make my way to Vancouver to live and not just pass through as a stopover. One thing I didn't mention in my first episode was the fact that I'd actually spent some time with a coordinator from the agency who helped me get to Canada in the first place. Um, so the morning I landed after my little power nap, I actually had some kind of orientation with this coordinator who gave me the lowdown before I went off to set up all, all this other important adult stuff. Um, I don't know if it was because of the 16-hour flight, but I did feel a little delirious half the time he was explaining things to me, um, which, yeah, he sounded like a bit of a loony. <laughs> and speaking of, they, they actually call their $1 coins loonies here. Um, and when he was explaining this to me, I, I truly thought he was kidding and making fun of me. But no, they, they legitimately refer to their $1 coins as loonies. <laughs> Where we say buck, they say loony. Um, and of course, we can't forget about the $2 coin. They're called toonies, um, toonies, loonies and toonies. Um, I actually don't know why they call this, but I kind of rate it. Like the coins here are just a little bit wacky, a little bit loony toony. <laughs> Anyway, um, after my orientation that morning, I tried to get a coffee um, and I was 110% disappointed in the cafe he'd recommended. Imagine your Melbourne girl who is basically having mild caffeine withdrawals at this point. Um, I just needed coffee and I basically have caffeine pumping through my veins usually and yeah, I was just looking for a good latte. Um, I also learned very quickly that good coffee here is very, very few and far between, um, and it's usually drip coffee. Uh, and I'm really just hoping not to offend anyone right now, but the coffee game here is atrocious. Um, so I ordered what I thought was going to be a latte, but honestly, I couldn't tell what it was. Um, and at this point, uh, I was ready to walk into a Starbucks. <laughs> uh, Obviously, I couldn't have lasted here for that long without finding a few diamonds in the rough. So shout out to my former housemate who actually manages an amazing cafe in North Vancouver. Um, so if you're from Melbourne or if you just appreciate a good coffee um, or if you're just new to Vancouver right now in general, um, message me for details and I'll hook you up. Uh, I have been lucky enough to find a couple worthy call outs for a good cuppa. But back to my point, um, I try to buy a good coffee and I fail and then I noticed the price when buying the coffee, guys. Mind you, the Aussie dollar was doing a little bit better than it is now, so it was almost like a one-to-one -one conversion. Um, but I noticed that the price on the FPOS machine was more than the price on the board, which was weird. And then as I was paying before I could even tap, 
I was being asked for a tip of my coffee. Um, I reckon I, my transaction ended up being somewhere at the $7 mark for what was originally a $4.50, $5 coffee. And look, I, I actually did know about the tip culture in North America, but what I didn't know about was the exclusion of tax until you get to the counter. Wait, that's pretty sneaky. That, like, how sneaky is that? No one ever tells you. Um, and it honestly still doesn't make any sense to me, but they just don't include tax in the price of your purchase until the very end. I remember going to a $2 store or the Dollarama as they call it here and um, I, I pulled out a $2 coin, a toonie, <laughs> to pay for this little headlight I wanted to buy for my bike in a Soyuz just in case I ever rode in the dark. And um, I get to the counter and I mindlessly hand out the toonie and she goes, it's, it's $2 something. Um, and I kind of was just like, what? Why, why would you tag at $2 and then charge me more? Like, just put the fucking right price on the tag. Um, and it's actually so annoying too because when you're buying things online or like when you're shopping for things online, you you think your cart at the end is going to be like $150 but really it ends up being $170 after the damn taxes are included before like shipping or anything. It's, it, like, it's a terrible system in my opinion. So I've learned that the coins um, here are a little bit wacky. Um, aka a little bit loony toony. I've learned that their coffee game is pretty weak and that taxes are a bloody surprise for you when you get to the counter. But I want to take you back to Osoyus guys because this is where I spend my first couple of months after all. Um, I was actually super excited to be out on my own in a place where there was literally zero chance of knowing anyone. I was excited to make new friends and excited about my new job. Um, it just sucked a little bit because I did miss, just miss the peak of summer that year. And um, there were a couple of seasonal staff left, which was great. Most of them were Aussies and Kiwis working in hospital and retail and at the resort with me, which was nice. Um, so here I am on my new adventure, mingling with the seasonal staff from Australia and New Zealand, not knowing that this was the beginning of my struggles to connect with Canadians. Like I'd come all this way, guys. I'd flown halfway across the world expecting to become friends with a lot of Canadians and I just ended up <laughs> with Aussies anyways. I honestly reckon it's just because Aussies are so much more chill. Um, it, look, it could just be me, but it is so hard to make Canadian friends here. Um, what I've learned is that Vancouverites are very polite, but they're not very welcoming or very friendly sometimes. Uh, I just feel like Melburnians are just so much more open um, and so much more welcoming and genuinely interested in helping you out or genuinely, genuinely interested in you in general. Um, but here, people can be as cold as the fucking weather, guys. And it kind of sucks because they kind of just stick to themselves, um, like cliques in high school where, where you can't sit with them. <laughs> Anyway, um, after a solo walk from the beach one day, everyone was kind of just um, chilling in front of staff accommodation, all, all from different resorts around town. And um, so everyone's drinking and smoking weed because that's legal here. And because that's kind of just what all small town folk did in their spare time. But so a car comes and parks in the driveway and 
The next part was basically rom-com vibes, guys. Everything goes slow motion and this six foot three mysterious looking guy gets out of his car and I was almost fucking mesmerized. He looked like he had come right off the IG grid. Um, like an aspiring influencer who modeled men's accessories and used terrible cheesy captions with way too many emojis. Um, dark curls and deep blue eyes. You know the type? Like you, you think or you hope that there's a lot more going on there, but there wasn't really. Anyway, at this point, I thought I had met everyone um, at staff accommodation as I'd been around for about a week and a half, but yeah, I, I obviously hadn't met this guy, so you can imagine my surprise. Um, I don't know what you'd call it. Maybe maybe excite at first sight? I don't know. <laughs> but again, because I'm so terrible at disguising any of my feelings, I just fucking stared. Um, we didn't speak, or, or maybe we did. I don't know. I can't remember. He, he kind of just announced to the crowd that he and his mates were going to the bar after work and um, with everyone so because it was his last day and everyone agreed to also go and so I ended up tagging along that evening and by the next morning I had texted my girlfriends that I had met the one. After being so sure that I was doing a hot girl summer I had apparently met the one. Yeah talk about a whirlwind romance. <laughs> that night it actually felt like um all the staff from the surrounding hotels were at this one bar and I had my first Caesar at this bar, guys. Um, let me let me tell you a little bit about the Caesar. They're, they're basically Bloody Marys, but instead of being made with tomato juice, the Canadians have decided to ruin it with clamato juice. Yeah, clam juice. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do know that they're gross. And I'm learning very quickly that there are a lot of Canadian tendencies that I'm not really enjoying. Um, Anyway, I'm just going to fast forward through the evening because we all know what happened there. Obviously, this guy falls in love with me. We spend the night together and then he shares that he's actually got plans to move to New Zealand, um, essentially doing what I had done, but in reverse. And that he was actually going, he was driving to Vancouver in the morning. But... He texts me every day after that for the entire week afterwards, saying things like I turned his life upside down and that he'd wish things were different, like he was staying. Um, He also described himself as a traveler and that all he wanted to do was see the world. Um, And and you guys know how much I love traveling. so, So this was like music to my ears. And before I know it, um, he's canceled his New Zealand plans. He's driven five hours from Vancouver back to Osoyoos the following weekend just to see me. And then we booked a month-long trip to LA together. Side note, I I actually did want to go to LA for a month after my season at the hotel was over. Um, And just before I had to start my winter season up at the ski mountains, I just didn't think I'd be doing it with a complete stranger. I I was gearing up to do it solo. Um, But I mean, I'm a pretty spontaneous person, so... For me, this this was a free ride down the West Coast. Um, anyways, what I thought was going to be this incredible and spontaneous and Instagram-worthy trip actually just ended up being me organizing everything and me not being able to actually do and see all the touristy things I wanted to do and see. 
because Mr. X over here had already he'd already lived in LA for six months, um, so he wasn't really willing to show me around or play tourist. Um, but look, I shouldn't be so mean. Um, it wasn't a terrible trip, but it definitely wasn't a great one. Um, and I did get a few Instagrammable pictures, which I ended up using on the dating apps afterwards. Um, look, I just, I just really wasn't sure what was going on half the time. He was so fucking hot and cold. One minute he's professing his love for me. And then the next day he, he was wanting to break up. Like I thought I had issues. Safe to say though, guys, LA was still a semi good time. Um, like I did get to walk the Hollywood Boulevard and see the stars. Um, and I still get to, I still got to hike up, um, to see the sign as well. Um, and I did get to spend a couple of mornings, you know, getting acai bowls and running down Santa Monica Pier. So look, I, I did make the best out of this situation ship. And after this tumultuous month in sunny Los Angeles, I finally farewelled to Soyuz and said hello to Vancouver for the second time, but this time for good. Also safe to say that this romance was very, very short lived. He was not the one after all, and I must have just been blinded by the adrenaline of my own new life through this phase. Um, it did teach me, though, that Canadian boys, um, the ones that I've come across or dated anyways, are bloody boring. <laughs> I was promised this amazing trip to LA, um, and I thought I'd be taken around Vancouver with the inside scoop, you know? But no, on my days off, Mr. X wanted to hang out at home eating like eating out was a waste of money and he didn't even know of any places in Vancouver anyways can I just point out I also don't think that you're allowed to say you're from Vancouver if you were born and raised in fucking Coquitlam no anyway thank you next um so I get to Vancouver with my girlfriend Nick who I'd met at the resort in Osoyoos um, and we actually ended up airbnb a couple rooms out of this massive nine-bedder or something in North Vancouver. Such a beautiful house, guys. Um, and I ended up actually meeting my future and now former housemate here, um, another wide-eyed Aussie traveler who actually lived within suburbs from me in Melbourne. Talk about a small world. We, we shared the Airbnb house um, with an English lad and another British couple who are actually going to be my only friends in Vancouver for the next little bit. (laughs) Surprise, surprise, she makes friends with the foreigners. And then the winter season gets started, guys. Um, And everyone from everywhere was kind of doing the same thing. We'd come from different corners of the globe with the intentions of doing a ski season in Canada. Um, And it was great, great getting to know more foreigners (laughs) and more travelers. It it felt like I was never going to be friends with a Canadian. Even my supervisors at the lodge were mostly seasonal and English. Still, um, getting to know that year's cohort was pretty fun. It was like living in a hostel um, or living the hostel life where you just kind of drink and you're always meeting new people all the time. Um, I remember taking my first pickleback during a work event at the lodge, actually. Um, So basically, a pickleback is a shot of Jameson and a shot of pickle juice and You get them in two separate shot glasses and you kind of just shot them one after the other. And once again, I I added another Canadian ick to my list. Uh, Like, I was happy with the shot of JMO. I just didn't think that pickle juice was required. But apparently the the pickle brine neutralizes the taste of the whiskey. um, And it kind of just soothes the burn afterwards. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a no from me. 
Anyway, I think I have to add in a positive experience, hey? Um, don't get me wrong, guys. I, I obviously do love it here. And, you know, it's almost been three years and I've gotten my PR and it, it is such a beautiful place. So maybe I'll introduce you to the beaver tail. Um, should I give you guys a moment to decipher what this one could be? This one's actually right up my alley. Um, so it's a dessert. It's kind of like a, a fried dough pastry thing. Um, kind of looks, it kind of looks like a flatbread, shaped like a beaver tail. Um, and it's usually got chocolate and other sweet toppings on top. Um, so this one I can get on board with. Um, and if you ever come to Canada and you're looking to try something Canadian or you want to try a Canadian dessert, uh, I'd pick the beaver tail. It's much sweeter than my ex, that's for sure. And it definitely won't let you down. So I've been around now for a couple of months, guys, and by this point, Christmas was right around the corner. Um, yes, we have winter Christmases here. Um, and I, I was just working at the ski lodge at this point and trying to get myself up there as much as I could to learn how to snowboard myself. Um, and I did get up there a couple of times, just not as often as I wanted. Um, anyway, my, my job at the lodge was probably the chillest one I'd had. and. The best part about it was actually being surrounded by like-minded people, to be honest. I was surrounded by all these travelers who were also on career breaks, um, who also had lives and a job and a family back home, um, but we were all just kind of taking a breather from all of it, and it was nice to belong a little bit. Working here is actually also where I learned that Canadians are, one, super apologetic about everything for no reason, and two, Canadians miss the mark normally, usually, when it comes to sarcasm um, or any kind of banter, actually. But I call upon you, if, if you are Canadian and you believe otherwise, please reach out to me and prove me wrong. Because there were so many times that my only Canadian supervisor at the lodge would ask me to do something and I'd say no. Like he'd assign duties and I'd decline and I'd tell him he was in charge so he should do it as a joke, obviously. But he'd apologize and he'd get on with it. Like, I don't know, guys. I think my natural instinct is to just answer everything sarcastically. And instead of getting that sarcasm in return, like you normally would, it would be met with an apology or confusion. And then I feel like I have to apologize for being funny. I'm learning to kind of just bite my tongue, to be honest. I mean, I'm learning to just not say anything because people here get super offended. Um, and rather than dishing it back, they kind of just think I'm being rude which I'm not because I'm just being hilarious <laughs> and I kind of just take the piss out of everything because why the fuck not no one has time to take life too seriously all the time except for maybe Canadians I'm just kidding to my Canadian listeners I really really appreciate you but I do miss good banter um I do miss not feeling guilty for dropping f-bombs and c-bombs all the time um <laughs> I miss good coffee, like real good coffee, and I miss Vegemite, being able to afford Vegemite, because fact, a small jar here is about 15 Canadian dollars, um, because of all the stamp duty that it takes to get the little jars over. Um, I miss Cadbury Caramel Chalk Blocks and real Tim Tams. The, the chocolate here just doesn't taste the same. Um, they don't even really have Milo here. Plus, they call chocolates candy. Aren't lollies candy? Sometimes the confusion is so real, guys. 
Amidst all this confusion though, uh, I do manage to move into my first real home here in Vancouver um, after living day to day for about a month in that beautiful house in North Vancouver. Um, in the Airbnb, um, me and my housemate end up finding a cute and cozy shared basement suite in North Vancouver. So, welcome to my next chapter. That's all we've got time for this week, guys. Um, next week, we start to really break down the language barriers and we we, dec- we start or try to decode the Canadian Urban Dictionary. Um, for example, what is a double-double? Here's a clue. It's not déjà vu. Anyways, I hope you all have a great week, guys. Thank you for tuning in once again. Um, be kind to each other and I'll, I'll see you next week. Find me at the Bob Potty on all socials and ciao for now. Mwah.